you, Jesus. Wow, God is just absolutely doing some great things in Jesus' name. Praise God, praise God. Many of you today have felt um, uh, just an, uh, a tremendous touch from the Lord. There's been, I, I don't know if they're ministering spirits, the Word of God, whatever, it doesn't matter to me. Whatever God and however God wants to do it is just fine with me, but I just know He does it. He takes opportunities like this when we come together, combine our faith, and, um, and are able to reach a little higher, Jesus' name. And I felt very strong this morning that there were hearts that for some reason, nothing bad, not like you're, you know, axe murderers or anything like that. It's just that people have been wounded and sometimes life just gets pretty disappointing and it gets pretty heavy, Jesus' name. And so for whatever reason, we have to let, need to let God, let me put, this way, put it this way, we need to let God come in and just heal us, heal our minds and our hearts and just renew us and just, let's just, you know, it's kind of like some days I just say, I'm going to bed and I'm going to get up tomorrow morning and just start all over. You know, anybody ever felt like that? Sure. And God gives you a good night's rest and you get up and you say, okay, I can handle this. I can do this in Jesus' name. And so I, I believe the church can expect that kind of stuff on a, on a very, very, very regular basis. Praise God. And um, don't be afraid of it. Don't be ashamed of it. Amen. Don't matter who the audience is, there's always going to, not always, but a lot of times there's going to be people around that just don't understand. And you don't have time to explain it to them. You just don't. You just have to let God do what He's doing in your life and let Him do the explaining. Let Him do it. He can do it a lot better than you and I. Praise God. We'll stumble through some kind of a, you know, a, uh, a definition sometimes, and it's not like we're doing, a, you know, doing anything wrong, but just let God be God, and you just, you just be the best saint and the best sheep that you can be in Jesus' name, and I'll tell you something, there's lots of stuff that can be taken care of. I believe in services like this, why they're so important. Amen. And nothing against the internet, folks. I believe it can do, happen online, and I believe more people are being, are being reached online than probably ever before in the history of mankind. You think about it. Just the UPCI is, is, has accelerated that in just the last couple of three years. And so we know that worldwide there are millions upon millions upon millions, you know, probably upwards close to a billion people who are being reached on any given Sunday. Amen. And um, um, we want that to happen. But let's not forget about what happens when we come together just in times like this. And we can just, put, like I said, put our faith together and just believe God and, and let Him move upon us and touch us in Jesus' name. Praise God. And, and uh, many of you have small children that, that uh, need what Bethany got here the other night. And, and it will happen. It will happen in Jesus' name. And atmospheres like this is really what lends itself to that kind of thing where we don't have to try to figure it out. In Jesus' name, as much as I, oh, you can be seated. I, you, you've been just absolutely great tonight. You've, many of you are responding to God, and that's really what we need to learn to do, just regardless of whatever's going on in Jesus' name. I talked to Brother Kessler, Greg Kessler, that is, yesterday. I had to, some business I had to deal with him and asked him about the um, children's crusades that are planned for August and he said they are still um, still planning on them. And there's two of them in this, uh, two of them I think in the state of Wyoming. One is in Cody and one is in Sheridan. 
Um, I think it was two years ago, no, it wasn't two years ago, it was 2016, four years ago, we actually hosted one of them, and I think there was five or six people that got the Holy Ghost at that one. And so we're believing God for these kind of things to happen too. I know they're being very cautiously optimistic, and um, even the governor, I think um, tomorrow the 15th is, is um, you know, raising some of the standards, and we're very, very much listening to that and we want to be compliant and that type of thing and so you know with that being said you know we still want to take great caution praise God and and I know that you do too we want people to be safe but yet we want to be bold and and we want to be have faith in Jesus name and so we'll come together praise God and that will happen this coming week um, we're going to restore Tuesday night prayer if you want to come We've had prayer here for now a number of years, and on Tuesday night, Darren has hosted it, and he um, has done a great job, done a fantastic job, uh, but we just have some requirements here. What we're going to ask you to do, if you want to come to prayer on Tuesday night, um, he'll have it from 7 to 8 again, just like it was, but it's going to be in the back, and we're going to ask you to stay in that open area back there, and please, please don't come in here. Don't come in here. Not that we don't want you in here, but we're disinfecting and we just want to, you know, utilize and, and not have to, to do the cleaning, you know, that much and that type of thing. So those of you that want to be involved in Tuesday night prayer, the front door will be locked. You won't be able to get into the front door and you'll have to go to the back door. And he'll have that open for you and you can come in and there's an area out there. There's chairs out there and that type of thing. And you can just, you can pray just like you did when you were in here. Praise God. And then uh, uh, Brother... Um, and Oscar will be in charge of, of dismissing and, and he will have to clean the area. Everything has to be cleaned every time we do it, so that will make it a whole lot easier. So please don't utilize this in here for the Tuesday night prayer. Just utilize that out there in Jesus' name. Is that okay? Is that, that going to work? Can God hear your prayers back there? I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's that type. Of, sometimes you wonder, don't you? You know, but. Um, but uh, nevertheless, I appreciate Brother Darren doing that, being willing to give his time on Tuesday night. And um, Brother Fitzer, Fitzner and I, we have a lot of things that we do on Tuesday nights that the district has and, and other things. And so we're not able to be involved in that. But I thank God that he does make himself available for that. And so if you want to, Tuesday night, 7 to 8, praise God. It'll be open down here and you can come and you can pray. And, um, and, and God will honor that in Jesus' name. This coming weekend... There are a bunch of men going to go up to the mountains. Praise God, I are a mountain man. Is that what they're going to say when they come back? Um, I think that's cool. And there's some prayer and fasting that's going to be going on with that. I personally, I have, I'm involved in the June and July curse. <laughs> I've got about 500 instruments I have to, be, have to have done by the end of July, so I, have to, I do need to go and work and stay with it and that type of thing. Um, my wife said, when are you going to take, she asked me today when I was going to take a day off. I said, well, when it's done. She said, that wasn't the answer I was looking for. But that's just me. I have to do that. So I won't be able to go up. But I am going to do some fasting with you guys. And I would ask those of you men, if, and ladies too, you're certainly wanting and can get involved. Uh, praise God um, in prayer and fasting. And so do that in honor of that. And I believe some great things are going to happen because of that. The ninth... And the 10th chapters, or no, the 9th and the 11th chapters of the book of Mark have to do with, you know, uh, God being able to do some tremendous things. The 9th chapter had to do with a, a little boy. I don't know how old he was, but he wasn't very old, and he was possessed of a devil. 
And what a, what a scene, you know, the, 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 the scene that took place right prior to that is they were up on a mountain. <laughs> Literally, they were up on a mountain, and that's where the transfiguration took place. Wouldn't you like to have been there? What a prelude to the rapture. Oh, the dead in Christ shall rise again. I'm telling you, the Bible talks about the fact that we will be changed. And right before, you know, Peter, John, and, and, um, and I forget, there was one other one that's up there. But nevertheless, they saw that. And man, I don't know about you, I just said, why don't we just stay up here for a couple of months? You know, this is a good place. In fact, Peter was so intent in that, he says, let us build three tabernacles for you. We'll just build a place right up here on the mountain. You guys got to come back from the mountains, okay? You're not staying up there. I know it's beautiful up there this time of the year. But nevertheless, Jesus, that wasn't what it was. They had to come back down. And when they came back down, the crowd rushed in and said, man, we got a situation here, you know? And we did even brought them to your disciples, and they weren't able to do much about it. Now, I'm not here to find fault with the disciples. They were in a learning process, that's one of the reasons they got tutored by Jesus for three and a half years. Think about that. And so Jesus wasn't mad at them. He wasn't trying to make them look little and that type of thing. But he used the opportunity like he always did to instruct. Praise God. And one of the things that he said, you can find this in the, in the, in the ninth chapter of the book of, of Mark. And um, uh, the Bible says in Mark chapter number 9 in verse number, um, number 28, and when he was come unto the house, his disciples asked him privately, saying, why could not we cast him out? They were concerned about that, and that was rightly, rightly so. And Jesus made a statement here I want you to consider tonight. Amen. We would like to, um, you know, we're in an age where we want to make Christianity simple and easy all the time. And that isn't going to happen. There's going to, sometimes there's going to be struggles. There's going to be uh, wars that need to be fought in the spiritual realm. And so Jesus took that opportunity in verse 29. And he said unto them, This kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. So you see that every person who comes into the church and is born again of the water and of the Spirit, praise God. You know, I, I would like it to be right away, but sometimes that's not the case. But soon, they need to consider engaging themselves in the, the type of spiritual warfare that God has called us to do. Amen. Amen. And so, um, this is part of it. This is, um, in a lot of times, the, the preliminaries. The prayer and fasting will give us strength and give us insight and give us um, sharpness of spiritual vision that can help us to really see what needs to happen. Amen. Um, praise God. The devil is not afraid of you and I. Uh, he's not. And I, I'm not belittling us. He is not. What the devil is afraid of is authority. And that's why when God allows his authority to flow through us, praise God, there is nothing that can't be taken place in that darkness realm. And I mean that, praise God. And that goes for the church or even in your home, praise God. You can take authority over those things. But always remember that, you know, in order to have authority, you've got to be put under authority. And that's the thing that, that fasting and praying a lot of times will help us to get right again. There's a scripture in James that says to receive with meekness the engrafted word that's able to save your soul. I use that a lot because I love that illustration. It really speaks to me that the word has got to become more than just hearing. It's got to be something that gets to be a part of our life. Amen. And this is what God will, will help us and, and invite us to do. 
He isn't telling us we better or else. He's just saying, hey, listen, this is, you can do this. And so in that ninth chapter, that's where, where Jesus, um, you know, that's where he took that opportunity to instruct him. In the 11th chapter of the book of Mark, you know, there was a situation, and this was right prior to his crucifixion, you know, where Jesus came out of the city, and for some reason he decided to use another illustration. What it was, it was a fig tree. And he walked by that fig tree, and he was hungry. That's what it says. And the Bible says that there wasn't any fruit on that fig tree. And so Jesus cursed it. Wow. And I mean, I imagine the disciples, you know, looking at each other going, what do you mean by that, you know? And so the Bible says he went out and did some instruction and that type of thing. And the next day, they came back into the city. Amen. And uh, one of them, I don't know, maybe more of them, they looked and they went, wasn't that the, wasn't that the one he, he talked to? Look at it. And I mean to tell you, they were, they were absolutely, um, um, the illustration got through, let's put it that way, that when Jesus said something, something happened. And sooner or later, you know, our prayer, I'm not saying every time, but I'm saying on a regular basis, if we're really seeking God, if we're really trying to be godly and live the way he wants to, I believe that our prayers can begin to be that way. I'm not talking about these Americanized prayers where God, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. No, I'm talking about when we start seeing what needs to happen in the kingdom of God for the purpose of God, we can begin to speak those kinds of words in the name of Jesus. But Jesus again took the opportunity to, again, to illustrate, um, amen, what he was talking about. And that is found in Mark 11 and, chapter, and, and, and verse number 22. Look at this. Amen. Prior to that, Peter's calling to remembrance. You know, he said, wow, master, look what happened. And, you know, and Jesus, you know, he didn't turn around and go, ain't I great? Whoa, you guys, isn't this fantastic? No. He used the opportunity. And, and one of the reasons I'm using this illustration tonight is because we've heard for the last four weeks, or maybe three. Is it four weeks? Three. Okay, we've been talking about faith. And faith is one of those, it's like repentance. It's going to be ongoing. You're always going to have to, you know, deal with faith in your life and build yourself up and all that kind of business. And these lessons that have been given on Wednesday night, if you haven't been in those classes, you need to go back and you need to listen to them. And they're just fantastic. They're just nuts and bolts. They're just things that will help you and I to understand that there's our daily regiment that God has. But here's what I want to show you. The scripture says here in verse number 22, it says, And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. If you'd study that in the original, a lot of what that really means is have the faith of God. That's where God wants us to reach up. A lot of what you and I can produce because we have godly tendencies. God made us in his image. So we can mimic a lot of things. We can, we, we can do that. God is, is, you know, has given us the ability to do that. But there are certain things that we've got to get directly from God. And, and, and this is, if we're going to really have that kind of mountain-moving faith, we've got to have the faith of God. And God wants to make that available to us, praise God. And... Um, and, and I believe that, 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 you know, that the church, the apostolic church is, is, is in that kind of a realm in Jesus' name. 
Amen, you know. And so tonight I, I want to take a few minutes. I hope I, I won't be lengthy, I hope. Um, and, and give you kind of a definition, a word picture of how this works in Jesus' name. Because sometimes we just, you know, we just aren't quite sure if we're doing it right and that type of thing. A lot of what God requires from us, or I should say we can produce, is we can produce the faith that is faithful. You can begin to do that. You have the ability as a human being to make church a priority. To make Bible reading a priority. To make praying a priority. You have the ability to do that. Amen. Sometimes there are desires that need to go first. But with the help of God, we have the ability to produce that. And this is a lot of what we need to keep in mind. That God, every day I'm going to get up and I'm going to be faithful to you. I'm going to learn some things out of this Bible and I'm going to apply them every day. Yeah. Praise God. And you become faithful. You begin to do it. And you begin to see results from that. Praise God. But there's, you know, every one, you know, once in a while or probably more often than we can, we can say, there comes times when there's mountains that will move in. And we know they got to move. And that's why we, we need to get a hold of the faith of God. And that, that faith is available in Jesus' name. Praise God. And God wants to help us. But notice what Jesus said in verse 23. He said, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, it says, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. See, that's the kind of thing that the faith of God will produce. It'll get rid of all of the doubt. All of the unbelief. And the Bible says, But shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Amen. And so, again, he illustrated the fact in verse 24 that therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire when ye pray, believe that you receive them and ye shall have them. Praise God. And then, of course, he makes a strong case for the idea of forgiveness. A lot of times, this is, it's not just doubt and unbelief that get in the way. Sometimes we just aren't forgiving the way we should. And let me put it to you this way. Sometimes we're not allowing it to be released. Amen. And so this is what we have to learn to become faithful in doing. I have several situations in my life that have been going on a lot longer than I wanted them to. But they're still there, and it's whatever, you know. And so what my, one of my prayers, faithful prayers to God, is God, by your grace and by your power. I did it again this morning while I was walking around this church. I prayed that prayer. Amen. I said, by your grace and by your power, I release this in the name of Jesus. And folks, I can't tell you I get some tingle going down the middle of my back, but I believe because of those words and because of the faith in God that that happens in Jesus' name. And I just go on and do the business. Praise God. And so you can do the same thing because, folks, you know, we're living in a world... Um, um, I wasn't going to use this illustration, but I have to, you know, poor little guy. Sometimes we're going to get our hands slammed in the door. <laughs> I hope he doesn't have bad dreams tonight. I really do. But we do. We, we just, that's what happens. Sometimes we just find ourselves in a place where, where, where things are going to come against us or people, and they don't even know what they're doing. 
They, they really don't. They're just mad and they're upset and things aren't going their way and that kind of stuff. And, and, and the bottom line is sometimes you just get caught. And we just have to learn to just release that in Jesus' name. Amen. One of my favorite illustrations of this is found in the seventh chapter of the book of Acts with my namesake, Stephen. My goodness, I can't... There for a while I had a hard time going, my goodness, they're throwing rocks at that guy. That's got to hurt. But while they're doing that, I've never had that happen to me. I've had people insult me and do bad things and all that kind of business, but throwing rocks at you? In the midst of that, he was able, Father, forgive them. In fact, he even went a step further. He said, don't even charge it to them. When I'm dead and gone, because he knew he was going, he said, don't even charge this to him. Wow, what a demonstration of godly faith in the midst of a situation. And that's the kind of stuff that you can be a part of, praise God. You can walk out of a situation and amaze yourself. <laughs> but give God the credit, okay? Don't you be taking the credit. But you can amaze yourself going, wow, I didn't even raise my voice. I stayed calm. Oh, God, let's try that one again, you know? And you say, no, 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 once a week is enough, right? No. No, it'll probably happen more and more and more, but you'll amaze yourself. And people around you will have a lasting, you know, effect. Who knows what, what, what that man named Saul thought about when he went home? Who knows? Praise God. But we just know two chapters later, man, he was ready to get with the program in Jesus' name. And so consider these things. Amen. Prayer and fasting. Reaching the place where we have the faith of God in Jesus' name. Praise God. Let's turn to the fourth chapter of the book of Romans. And let me just give you an illustration here. One of uh, uh, the characters that I like to use when we're studying faith or when we're considering faith is a man named Abraham. And, and Abraham has got a lengthy story to tell. You know, I'm, we catch up with Abraham when he's 75 years of age. He's kind of like Enoch. I used his illustration last week. I don't know what Enoch was doing for 65 years. I don't. I just know that when he turned 65 and had that kid named Methuselah, which means that, you know, the word Methuselah simply means when he dies, it's coming. <laughs> and so there was something to be said about that. But, you know, Abraham's kind of that way too. We don't know what he did for the first 75 years. We know he lived in a pretty good place. You know, the Ur of the Chaldees, man, was, you know, kind of like Iowa or Illinois. Um, uh, fertile ground. Man, anything would grow there. They had two rivers that run right down there, and my goodness, they could throw seed out the window and it would grow. So who would ever want to move away from a place like that? Well, when God wants to do something with somebody, you know, especially to the extent that he wanted to do with Abraham, he had to get him to a place where, where he would see his illustrations. And so that's what he did. And so after he turned 75 years of age, praise God, you know, life changed very drastically for Abraham. Amen. God began to become the one that was in charge. Amen. Look at uh, Romans chapter number 4. And I'm going to start reading in verse 16. The whole fourth chapter actually has to do with this illustration, but I just want to take a few of these verses and, and help you to understand. I talked to you this morning about the fact that perfected faith is what God, completed faith is what I, I want to illustrate tonight. And we must stand the test until that happens. A lot of times, the reason we don't see what we, want, what we know God wants to do is that we, we quit early. 
And we've got to learn to stand the test, praise God, and God can help us to do it. Bible says in verse 16, 4 and 16 of Romans, it says, Therefore it is, everybody say, of faith. It says that it might be by grace. To the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed. Not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham. Amen. That's what we're going to talk about here for the next few minutes. What was that faith like? What did that look like? Okay? It says, who is the father of us all? Praise God. Verse 17 says some pretty cool stuff. It says, as it is written. And it's actually, you know, quoting scripture again. It says, I have made thee a father of many nations. Before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Do you see that in that verse right there? That's what faith can accomplish. Faith can quicken or make alive dead things. Amen. That's why when you receive the Holy Ghost, you receive the Holy Ghost by faith. That's what it was. It wasn't because you were such a good person. Not because you were in the right place at the right time. God can fill people with the Holy Ghost any place and anywhere. But it takes faith. And the Bible says we are quickened, those of us that were dead to sin. And God quickens, He makes us alive. And then what God can do, His faith can do, literally, is He can call those things that are not as though they already are. Now, I don't know what you, you can wrap your brain around that, but friend, that's pretty powerful. That's what God, you can be looking at an empty situation right now, and because of the faith of God, you can look at that and see, I see it full in Jesus' name. I'm telling you folks, this is where God wants us to go with it. He didn't want us to quit short. He doesn't want us to get discouraged. He wants us to know what's going on. I began this probably, oh, I don't know, about a year or two ago maybe. But I go through this church, not only on the outside, but every, every, before every service, I lay my hands on every chair, every chair. And I say, I see it full in Jesus' name. I see people coming in here who have repented of their sins, baptized in Jesus' name, received the Holy Ghost, living the way God wants them to live. I see this place full in the name of Jesus. What am I doing? I'm doing what God told me to do. It's not here yet, but I'm saying it's going to be in the name of Jesus. Now, come on. Somebody here tonight needs to do that. Come on, quit looking at the situation the way it is now. Look at it the way God sees it. Come on, he sees it done. Now come on, that's the faith of Abraham. That's what he had to learn. That's what he had to understand. And he's like us, man. He's, you know, 16 years into the program, man. Or not 16, but 11 years into the program. And he says, man, it ain't happening fast enough. So let's just have another one. Let's do a child and let's have this child called Ishmael. Yeah, I'm telling you, folks, we can learn from their mistakes. And so God wants us to do that in the name of Jesus. And so Abraham had this verse in verse 17 here. You can go to the 17th chapter of the book of Genesis. Now, I'm not going there, but you go there sometime. That's where it began to happen. It was in Abraham's 99th year. Now, come on. He'd been living for God, as we know it, for 24 years. 
And he'd been learning things. He'd been learning that, you know, God means what he says and, and, and that kind of stuff. But that 99th year, he was able to reach this kind of a level, praise God. I believe he reached the level of the faith of God. He was for, I don't know, first time or maybe uh, the unteenth time, but he began to see Abraham. She's the one that's going to have that child. I don't see her as 90 years of age. I see her as a child of God, who when God says she's going to have a child, she's able to do that in the name of Jesus. Now, folks, that's pretty powerful. That's mountain-moving faith. That's taking something that humanly is impossible but saying, I know my God because he said it, and my God don't lie. He don't make promises he don't keep. He is able to do exceeding, abundant, above all that I ask or think, and I'm going to begin to believe God in that kind of fashion in the name of Jesus. Now, come on, that's you. That's me. And I understand that sometimes isn't going to be easy. It isn't going to be downhill. You're going, to have, you're going to struggle, and so am I. But the struggle will be worth it because you're going to see the supernatural in a way you've never seen it before. Praise God. And the world around you needs to see it. Whether they deny it or not, they need to see it. Oh, hallelujah. And so this is what will do it. This is what will help us to get rid of all of the doubt and unbelief. And help us to land in a place where, man, we, I'm going, this is going to happen in Jesus' name. Now, that, believe me, folks, that's, we got to get rid of all of our inhibitions. we got to get rid of all of our idiosyncrasies. And we got to start believing in what God is saying. Amen. That's why I said this morning, and I'll just remind you, the two biggest ways that God will communicate to us is through His Word and through the man or the woman of God. That's how he does it. That's how he, cho he chose it. If you go to the 10th chapter of the book of this book here, you'll find out how shall they, how shall they believe unless they hear. Right. And he's talking about preachers. That was preached to Sister Carnahan and I, you know, almost 32, or going on 32 years ago, praise God. The man of God came up from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, James McCoy, and he preached that. You know, he preached the message, they are sent. Amen. And I don't know, I, I didn't immediately feel anything, you know, um, you know the EBGBs and uh, hair in the back of my head. But I'll tell you something, her and I, we've encountered a few things since we've come here that I'm glad that her and I know that we've been sent by God. Now that's what I'm talking about, praise God, is that God wants to do that kind of thing in your life where he'll, he'll give you a mission and you don't have to fall back even when it doesn't look like it's there. You can, by the faith of God, begin to see it as it is in Jesus' name, praise God. <clears throat> praise God. I'll just take a quick minute here and talk to you teachers. I would do that in your classrooms. I would lay hands on those chairs in the name of Jesus and say, God, we're going to have us a class here. We're going to see growth in the name of Jesus. This is what you want. This is why I'm here, praise God. And you will, you will get to a place, praise God, where you will begin to experience. The Bible says in verse 18, let me move on here in Jesus' name. It says, who against hope? You see, there was no hope unless God did it. A 90-year-old woman and a 100-year-old man having a kid? Give me a break. That don't happen. So against hope, praise God, he believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations because that's what he told him right there in that 17th chapter. Remember, Abraham, I made you that promise. Praise God. 
And then there was a commitment to go with it. Praise God. I won't go into that right now, but it's powerful. And so the Bible says, you know, he just told him, he said, so shall thy seed be. And then in verse number 19, here's what happens when we begin to get to that place. And being not weak in faith. Come on, sometimes we have it, but it's just not enough. Amen. And so the Bible says, he considered not his own body now dead. Now he's speaking like God. He's not looking at the problem. He's looking at the solution. Come on. I'll go back to that verse number, um, number 17. Who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. That's what God does. Amen. And that's what Abraham started doing. He quit looking at Sarah like there's no way she'll ever have a child. And he started looking at her as a vessel of God. And that's the kind of faith that God has. Praise God. And so, or wants to give to us. And so the Bible says, consider not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old. This was in his 99th year. And the scripture says, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. And the Bible says, because of that, it goes on in verse 20. And he staggered. You know what the word staggered there means? He did not doubt. It's gone. There's no more doubt and unbelief to have to deal with. Amen. And that's what it's talking about there. Abraham got to that place where he didn't stagger or he did not doubt the promise of God through unbelief. But was, now he's not weak. He's strong in faith, the Bible says. Praise God. Giving glory to God. He's starting to worship God now. He's coming to Sunday night services and not sitting back there with his arms folded in the gloom and the gloom. He doesn't care if he's got it yet. He's going to give God praise. He's going to give God glory. He starts coming to church with that kind of thing in mind. Oh, yeah. Why don't you try it, sir? Why don't you try it, ma'am? Why don't you try that in the name of Jesus? Oh, hallelujah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, now I'm talking about a, a picture-perfect faith. Amen. This is faith being completed. Amen. Is that what God told me is going to happen? Even though it's not there, I'm beginning to see that it is in Jesus' name. And by the way, I'm just going to give God the glory for it right now. I'm not going to wait for it to happen. I'm going to do it right now. I'm not going to wait for it to be my perfect day. I'm going to just do it right now. Oh, hallelujah. My goodness. Praise God. Amen. And so that's what begins to happen. And a byproduct of that is what I consider, is, and really it's what the word means, faith. It means to be persuaded. That's really what it means. Most of the faith that you find in the New Testament, praise God, that's what the word comes from. Being, full, being persuaded that God's going to do it. Amen. And so the Bible says, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. And therefore, it was imputed. That word means it count. God counted it. He counted it as soon as he got it. Praise God. And the Bible says to him for righteousness. 
That's why I'm telling you folks, God wants to help us to walk in righteousness. And when you have the faith of God, when you're starting to walk the way God wants you to walk and start seeing the things that God wants you to see, that's God counts that as righteousness. How do I know that? Let's just read down. Because the Bible says now it was not, in verse 23, written for his sake alone. This wasn't some, you know, uh, you know uh, deal in the Old Testament that never was going to happen again. This was written and it was put down so that you and I could read it hundreds and thousands of years later and we could apply it to our lives. Amen. And that's what God wants you to begin to do. And I'm not going to be unreasonable here. You're going to have to start and just keep doing it. Keep doing it. Become faithful to it in the name of Jesus. And let the results to God. Because the Bible says it wasn't written for His sake alone but, it, but that it was imputed to Him. But for us also, to whom shall, shall be imputed or counted if we believe on him that raised up Jesus, our Lord, from the dead. And so you see, this is what God does. He gives us a picture of what perfected or completed faith looks like in Jesus' name. And I don't know if it has to start out with a project like this. It can be anything that's in your life right now. You can start out with something small. The main thing is just keep reading your Bible. Let God speak to you through the Word and find out what His will is for you in Jesus' name. And then believe that regardless of the circumstances and start speaking those words because that's what got that fig tree in trouble is when Jesus began to speak. Amen. And that's what you and I sometimes, our world and our, sometimes even our own demeanor wants to do is shut us down. That's why a lot of times I've seen people receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost while they were praising and lifting up God. It's because they opened themselves up, praise God, to a place where that faith could begin to flow in Jesus' name. I'm going to ask the sinners, or the sinners, oh my goodness, the singers. We have sinner singers, that's what we got. I'm going to ask them to come back in Jesus. I knew I couldn't do this without making a mistake. Praise God. But the bottom line is, folks, now you've got a picture of this. What is it in your life right now? Come on, mountains aren't the big horns. They're not the bear tooths. That's not what he's talking about here. He's talking about something right now that's in your life that's bigger than you are. Amen. Why don't you start doing something about that mountain? Why don't you start doing something, praise God? Why don't we start that project? Come on and just tell ourselves, Lord, you're going to teach me how to be faithful, praise God, in the kingdom of God. And through that faithfulness, praise God, I'm going to see some good things happen in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, I'm telling you right now. Come on, you can lift him up while I'm putting these earphones in. Oh, yes, you can. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God, praise God, praise God, hallelujah, Jesus. Give life. You are love. You bring light to the darkness. You give hope. You restore every heart. 